Overeater. Oh, hold on, Julia. Can you start over again? I forgot to hit record. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Julia. I'm a compulsive overeater. And um, I live in La Crescenta, which is north of Glendale, west of Pasadena, for those who are not local. Um, I've been in program for about 15 years. And um, the first 10 years, I had some abstinence. I played around a lot with the food. I got different sponsors. You know, there was always something wrong with them. Ha ha. And, um, and I, you know, I just came to a realization that it, it wasn't really working for me. Uh, so I got a new sponsor and she took me through a very rigorous um, type of 12-step work. You know, there's lots of different ways we can do the steps. And I really started getting a much better understanding of what is required of me and what I need to be doing. And the newcomers may not want to hear this, but really it takes a lot of work. And um, I'm here to say that the payoff for the work we have to do, which has to continue on a daily basis for the, the rest of our lives, it's a really tremendous. I mean, there have been so many stories that I've just heard personally of people recovering from all the, uh, we can call them the bedevilments. That's what they call them in the big book. Um, and that's the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And that's what changed my program for me. I, you know, I love OA. They have great literature, but doing the steps from the big book, exactly as described in the big book, is, uh, is really getting to the, to the crux of the issue. And um, I tried for so long to find uh, in a softer, gentler way to do it. Um, for, for the newcomers too, um, our disease is never, we're never cured. We're always gonna be compulsive overeaters, uh, just like alcoholics. Um, but we get a daily reprieve based on the maintenance of our spiritual program. So this is a spiritual program. If you have had bad experiences with religion or God or whatever, it doesn't matter. You can, um, you can start the program and keep an open mind and see where it takes you. And um, many people I know in program have come to believe in a higher power just from working this program. And what's also required is desperation. We have to know that everything else we've tried has failed. And I'm sure most everybody here has tried all of the pay and weigh. Some people get the surgery, um, Jenny Craig, all of that stuff. You know, we've tried it all. Um, I have, I have friends in program who go back to the Scarsdale diet, you know, the grapefruit diet, you know, those were like back in the sixties and so on. 
So, you know, it always works for a little while. And then we always, I always gained the weight back. Um, and I should have probably weighed 300 pounds because I was a quantity eater. And I so I was a binger, a quantity eater and a grazer. So basically I was shoving something in my mouth, you know, 24 seven. Um, however, my top weight was about 165 and I'm down 50 pounds. And um, thank you God, you know, because I didn't do it. Um, what I do have, I do take a little bit of exception with this um, commitment to abstinence that I read because I actually believe that the most important thing in my life is my connection to my higher power. Um, what we very quickly come to realize as we work the steps, and we have to work step one in a really thorough way, is to just admit our powerlessness. We don't have the power, our self-will, our determination, whatever grit we think we have, um, eventually that does not work for us and we don't have the power. And it's a twofold disease. We have um, the allergy of the body. That is, we can't eat foods that are alcoholic for us. And um, for me, that's, um, you know, there's a lot of foods. Um, I, haven't, I haven't had sugar in 10 years. I could never even believe that. The first two years I was in program, I just sat in the back of the room scowling just at the idea of having to give up my very best friend, sugar, um, and then, you know, fat and uh, carbs, you know, that too. The combination is fantastic, you know. So I don't eat uh, sugar. I don't eat anything with wheat in it. Um, I haven't had chocolate in probably four or five years. And that just like, that just blows my mind. You know, I mean, who could ever live without chocolate? But it never calls to me now. My husband has all this junk in the house. He has chocolate ice cream in the freezer right now. He eats pizza all the time. None of it calls to me. And, you know, that's not self-will, hun. You know, because look at, I mean, I could, you know, I always tried to, oh, I can just have one piece. And, you know, it was just calling me back. So we have the physical allergy, which means once we put that addictive substance in our body, we have to have more, 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 more. We're not normal. We're never going to be normal. Even then, when we clear all the junk out and I take all my red light foods off, you know, my menu and I clear out my system for a week or two or whatever it takes, um, the real insidious part of the disease is our mental obsession. We are always looking for the third option. I, um, and boy, do I have stories about that, you know, I mean, I'll just have a little of this and, you know, just, you know, and then we become less dishon then I become less, less honest with myself. Someone told me recently that if I'm, whenever I'm having trouble with my program, look at these four things, honesty, openness, willingness, and humility. 
something on that list is going to be sliding. And, um, and also when we're in the addiction, it's very hard to be honest. So that's why the step work is critical and crucial. And so um, another thing I, I always have to remember is that um, my resistance against turning to my higher power for the strength and power I need, it's the only thing keeping me from the promises of the program. And there's a lot of promises. Um, get a copy of the big book, look at the ninth step promises and the 10th step promises. Um, you know, I have so much more peace and serenity in my life. Uh, but I have to admit that my life is unmanageable. It's not just our food that's unmanageable. That's step one, you know, admitted I was powerless over food and my life had become unmanageable. So it's really a program that um, fixes our life. Um, but we have to become God reliant and it's, it's critical. It's, it's needs to be all the time. I have, you know, how some kids have like an imaginary friend. <laughs> I have, uh, I have an invisible friend and that's God. And I bring God with me to a lot of places and I'm always asking God for guidance. And, um, and a friend told me recently, she heard that if you boil down the big book into three words, it's stop playing God. Um, because we, I, you know, and it's my tendency, you know, because we're all selfish and self-centered. That's it. That's the bottom line for all of us. And that doesn't go away because our ego is always frightened and worried. And so we just need to find the power greater than ourselves. And, um, and we have to, you know, really admit to ourselves, you know, what, what's going on. Um, so that third option, I'm always looking for the third option. But the big book says something like um, we can either go on to the bitter end blotting out the un, unbearability or something of our life with, and numbing our life, numbing all my feelings with food, because that's what we do. Um, or we can accept spiritual help. Those are the only two options, but we don't like those options, you know? And, um, and a lot of people, as they're working through the steps, they find, we find lots of excuses and reasons to put the work down. Um, I'd like to read page 25 of the big book for you, because this is, um, you know, it's kind of my Bible, you know, it's kind of my religion, but it's not a religion. It is, there's no dogma. There's nothing you have to believe nothing you have to do. This is everything you have, you, you know, we, you always want to get a sponsor to um, give you support. And the group gives us a lot of support because that's another thing that I tried to overcome. I wanted to do it all by myself. You know, first I wanted to just sit in my room with this giant bowl of popcorn, you know, with a whole stick of butter um, not to mention all the donuts afterward and just like, leave me alone you know, and that's not living, you know, that is just not a life. So anyway, here we go. There is a solution. 
Almost none of us liked the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings, which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others. And we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found, okay, we have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this, and nothing less that we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, toward our fellows and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. If you are as seriously addicted as we were, we believe there is no middle of the road solution. We were in a position where life had, was becoming impossible. And if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. Oh, here it is right here on this page. One was to go to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could and the other to accept spiritual help. So, yes, I, um, I, I didn't get that my first 10 years in program. And um, the first thing that, um, just give me the 20 minute in case I go over, in case I keep talking after 15. Um, the first thing that, that got me uh, th looking at my program and my life was an OA meeting called A Vision for You. It's a phone meeting six days a week. Um, it's on the East Coast. So in here it's at 7 a.m. But they only read the big book. They'll read like two or three sentences and then people just call in and share about that part of the big book. And that got me going. And then, you know, the rest took me farther. And um, so now I'm, I'm working mostly with a group that's not official OA, so I won't talk about it here, but it's, um, it's a 12-step program that really focuses a lot more on my connection to God and how I can stay connected to my higher power. And we all have a different higher power. We all need a different God, um, but we have to, I have to be plugged in every day to get that power. And self-reliance is what takes me back every time. I want to pick up the reins and I think I can control. There's a really great analogy in the big book about the actor who wants to run the show. So I'm an actor. I should be taking direction from the director, but I want to work the lights. I want to tell all the other actors how to be. Um, I want to just, you know, handle everything on my own. Um, but I can't because that's not my job. My job is to um, stay connected to my higher power. And I do that through a lot of prayer and meditation. 
Um, I've gotten really dedicated about meditating. And what happens is we, de we develop over time this rocketing into the fourth dimension that they call, which is kind of woo-woo, is actually I get a lot of uh, intuition and insights. In another place, they call it a sixth sense. And that's my inner, internal guidance from God saying, you know, oh, maybe I want to, you know, focus my attention on this instead of that. And that's what brings me out of my selfishness and self-centeredness. And the only way I can keep my, my abstinence is to help others. And it feels really good to help others. So it's like a total, complete win-win. Um, but you have to really be dedicated to work in the steps. And after you finish the 12 steps, then you have to do a maintenance, uh, steps 10, 11, and 12 uh, every day, you know, and it is a drastic program. So, you know, you should know about it, uh, you know, I'm, and some, some people say, don't say anything like that to newcomers because you'll scare them off. Um, but, you know, we all work at our own pace and, you know, whatever you can handle, whatever you can do. If, you know, the first two years you have to come in uh, and and sit in with a scowl thinking about giving up sugar, you know, as stupid as I was, hopefully not. Um, then you got to do that. Anyway, it's probably almost time. So um, I think you got the message. I'm a little strong about my message, but it's because that's the only thing that worked for me. So thank you very, very much for listening and um, good luck to everyone on your program. Feel free to call me.